Ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night Ignition, I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined by a man who lost a lot of cash from his bag last night. It's Captain Tits. That's right, Sills. I'm not happy about it, but equally very happy about it. Because you know what? We're vaxxed, we're waxed, and we're back in action. That's right, Tibbs, and hey, you might have felt bad having to give that cash away, but it went to some great people in some cases. The uh, men's cash in the bag briefcase now being held by Chuck Gibbons. Karen Bush shocking the world when she, in her debut match at a pay-per-view, won the women's cash in the bag briefcase. And then, of course, some men we're going to be hearing from later, the team known as Legion having our tag team cash in the bag briefcase. That is three three whole individuals groups that tips could change the entire um, way we look at JWF utilizing those briefcases and cashing in. It's going to be great, Sills. Listen, any time over the next year, any of those people could cash in at any point in time. Hell, they could all cash in on the same night if they wanted to. That is right, but in addition, we also saw some great matchups, some things that are going to be definitely affecting our power rankings, which, of course, thanks to your qualifying matches for Cash in the Back, we finally have some decent rankings for our women's and tag team division. So why don't we jump into it? All right. So we'd like to start with our women's rankings, Tibbs. Coming in at number five, Ayana, the Warrior Princess. One victory, one loss. Interestingly, the only person in our women's rankings to have lost a match is Ayana, but that match was, of course, against the champion, and we know Ayana definitely took Val Curry to her limits. Absolutely, Sills. That, that may be a loss on the record, but it is. it was a well-earned fight. That's right, number four, Larceny Daniels. Someone still trying to struggle to find her footing in the world of JWF. Following her up, the woman who will be challenging the champion later tonight in our main event, Lucretia Pendragon. One victory, no losses. And Tibbs, let me tell you right now, Lucretia Pendragon, she has gone toe-to-toe -to -toe with Val Curry in the past. Before this season, we saw her face off against Val Curry. And ever since then, Lucretia has had a bit more of an edge to her, I think that might give her the advantage that she didn't have in the past against the champ. Well, Sills, we know they already faced off a, a, a quasi a little bit, not in an official capacity, but they have definitely crossed paths. And Sills, let me tell you, it is, it is going to be a banger. Finally getting to see Lucretia Pendragon take on our champion, Valkyrie. That's right. At number two, we have got the high-flying Skilla, someone who, much like Larceny Daniels, still struggling to find their footing in the place of bigger personalities like number one in our power rankings, the woman known as Karen Bush. She's number one ranked in the division, plus she has the cash in the back briefcase. In my opinion, that makes Karen Bush one of the most dangerous women in this division. So she left me a 10-minute long voicemail the other day, and I haven't had the... Uh... I haven't listened to it. Not really planning uh, on it. I think sh she actually left me a 15-minute one after that. I listened to a little bit of it. It was all complaining about you not answering for yours. Uh. It was not good. Now moving on to our tag team rankings. Coming in at number five, a team we have not seen yet. 
coach and friend. But of course, we've seen their dominance in the past. Zero wins, zero losses. Haven't had a matchup yet, but hell, we don't have many to fill out this uh, power rankings. At number four, the Hard Americans. Zero victories, one loss. And Tibbs, let me tell you something. Ever since AJ Steele aligned himself with the Hard Americans, the former Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, in my opinion, it, it sent them down the drain. Absolutely, Sills. I, I mean, AJ Steele has done what AJ Steele does best, and that is ruin good things. That is right. Coming in at number three, though, Bananas and Pajamas, the former tag team champions. One victory, one loss. And you know Bananas and Pajamas, after their loss last night at Cash in the Bag in that ladder match, are definitely going to be seeking some form of retribution in the future. Well, so they can seek all they want, but... I mean, <laughs> they, they have quickly become small fish in an even bigger pond. That is right. Now, number two, we already spoke about him, Legion. We're going to be hearing from them after the power rankings. One victory, zero losses. But then, number one in our power rankings, the recently signed team of Alistair Bateman and Sammy Sin. The team known as Demon Inc. have arrived and shot up the power rankings because while, yes, they did not win their ladder match at Cash in the Bag, let's not forget at the JXT, our developmental territories pay-per-view, Sammy Sin ended up winning their variation on that ladder match in addition to them already holding the tag titles in my opinion that is definitely a good reason to have them shot to number one i think so sales demon Inc. has really proved themselves to be a, a nigh unstoppable tag team down in jxt and, and up here we've even felt that in jwf i, I think the tag team division is in for a rude awakening that is right, but now finally on to the big party. The singles rankings coming in at number five. One victory, one loss. Mr. Cash in the bag, though. The man known as Chuck Gibbons, who tips, let's not forget, that is how he got over down in our developmental territory. He won their briefcase, cashed in, became an instant star overnight. He could very well do the very same thing now, but... Number four could certainly give it, give him a test. The man known as the Jebedook. Two victories, only one loss. Tibbs, Jebedook's a guy who came in like a house of fire, but he seemed to be squandering lately. I mean, what what advice would you give the Duke one? Well, Sills, it's all about getting out there. I think the Jebedook, he came in really hot off of the JXT, and he, he almost tried to make a name for himself. I mean, he beat Momoa Curry, for God's sake. And that man, uh, but since then, he's just not been able to find the right opponents. He's not been able to find the ways to insert himself into higher, higher profile matches and higher uh, profile uh, areas on the card. That's really what he's got to do. But he's, uh, I, I don't know, Sills, something about his personality. That is right. But now on to number three, one half of our tag team champions, Hollywood Hulcher. One victory in the singles division, zero losses. Number two, our captain's champion, Scotty Moore, with three victories and zero losses. But Tibbs, number one in the power rankings is a man who, let's be honest, doesn't want to be on these power rankings at all. He wants the championship gold, and he very well almost had it last night. And that's the man known as the Dylan. Three victories, zero losses let's not forget cash in the back the dylan did not lose he won by a disqualification which allowed our champion robert hill to keep the title exactly sills and i think that, that that was the first moment that was the first time that you saw any type of an ounce of fear in the champion's eyes he would rather get himself disqualified than have to face the dylan
That that is Robert Hill Sills. That is a man who's run roughshod over this entire company for the last several months of existence. I mean, it's, the fact that has just has to show you how damn good the Dylan is. That is right. And you know, we're going to be hearing from Dylan later today. He sent in a promo. He's still uh, resting up at camp, making sure to train for an eventual rematch that I know he is going to be aiming for. But for right now, Tips, why don't we go backstage with the team that has claimed the cash in the bag briefcase in a team who, let's be honest, could be more deadly with it than any team in history. And that is, of course, the men known as Legion. Can't wait. All right, well, why don't we hear what the big men have to say? Hello, everybody. Honey Potmick Highlighter Man here with the men who call themselves Mr. Cash is in the Bag after their very epic victory last night in the Tag Team Cash in the Bag ladder match. The men known as Legion. Now, gentlemen, what are your plans heading forward with the power that those briefcases can give you? Power? What an appropriate term. You see, many people in this company see having championship gold as having power. But to Legion, there is no power in gold. There is only weakness. There is only fear. The fear of one moment. One minuscule second of time wherein your body is too weak to lift your shoulder from the mat. The fear of being locked in a vice-like grip and your body giving way. Your sight going black and your title being stripped from you because of your body's weakness. Being a champion isn't having power. Power is about potential. Power is about fear. And with this briefcase in our hands, we have the power to instill fear in every single tag team in that locker room. No moment is safe for them. No peace is in their minds. This world of professional wrestling no longer becomes a job they can leave. No, it has become a nightmare they can't escape. When they fall asleep next to their partners, when they hold their children tightly at night, it's not with feelings of love. It's with the feeling of fear. Fear of that moment, that singular second, when Legion decides to come and collect their heads. We have all the power now. We hold all the strength and now, it's not a matter of if, but when. Because we are Legion, and we are one. Well, Tim, strong words there from the tag team Cash in the Bag winners, the team known as Legion, and you know those boys are going to be keeping a close eye on the extraordinary quaternary match, that epic fatal four-way tag match that is going to be happening at Summerfest, and you know Legion is going to have their claws all over that. Absolutely, Sills. That is exactly what the quaternity match is for, and I'm really glad that you remember the name. <laughs> it's hard not to, Tibbs, as much as I wish I could. But speaking of Summerfest, there is another big match coming on that card, and it is going to be the finals of the King of the Steel City Tournament, one of the most historic 
uh, uh, tournaments in all of professional wrestling. The winner gets a shot at glory, a chance to face off against the champ with the title on the line. And, and Tibbs, we have got some great competitors in that tournament this year. Exactly, Sills. The, the king of the Steel City Tournament is an exhibition to end all exhibitions. It is a tournament of tournaments in the JWF. It is where we crown a king. That is right, and right now we have got our first match in the quarterfinals of the King of the Steel City Tournament. In the ring right now is Rat Boy Connor, uh, a man who I feel like many people are not uh, not putting many bets on when it comes to this, Tibbs. Well, Sills, I'm feeling that many people are su surprised he's still in the company, like me. <laughs> well, he lost his job at the other one, so, but... Oh, there it is, Tibbs, the music of his opponent tonight, the man known as Funky Falossi, a man who, Tibbs, let's be honest, he started off the year amazingly, defeated our current captain's champion, Scotty Moore, in an amazing match, then went on to have a classic showing in the Expiration Chamber match. Funky Flossy has been on a roll, and right now, I think that role may lead to him becoming the king. Absolutely, Sills. And the King of the Steel City Tournament is a perfect place for an up-and-comer like Funky Flossy to show himself, get to the end of this tournament, become king. That is a direct path to the championship. That's right. You can see Funky celebrating with the crowd. But wait, what the hell? And Tim's uh, Funky Flossy is just being attacked with that random crowd member who's beating the hell out of him with that steel chair. What's going on? Holy shit, we need to get security out here right now! Oh, well, Tibbs, unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna have to because th th that's not an audience member. That is Blake Tanner. That is the former JWF Captain's Champion, and he is just beating the hell out of Funky Flossy with that steel chair. What's Blake thinking? I don't know, Sills. We have literally not seen Blake Tanner since, since he lost the Captain's Championship at Wrestlepalooza. That's right, and now you can see Blake actually grabbing that steel chair and, oh my god, wrapping it around the neck of Funky Flossy. What is Blake Tanner thinking? Funky trying to get know. back to his feet and, oh my god, a Blake out. That vicious curb stomp straight into that steel chair. F Funky Flossy might be concussed. What is going I through the mind of Blake Tanner? It seems like he's completely snapped, Sills. I don't know. I've never seen him act like this before. Oh, well, I think I may have an idea what Blake's wanting because he's getting into the ring right now. Blake Tanner, no remorse for what he's done to Funky Flossy because he's getting in the ring and he is staring down Rat Boy Connor. Is he just trying to take this opportunity, this spot in the match? I don't know, Sills. It definitely seems like that, and there is nothing in the rules that prevent it. Well, I mean, you could see him intimidating our referee, Shibata, screaming at him to ring the bell, and it looks like Shibata obliges, and oh my god, Blake Tanner flying across the ring with a beautiful dropkick. Tibbs, like you said, we haven't seen this kid in months, and now he thinks he can just waltz back into the company and take an opportunity from a, a, a guy who has done so much this year like Funky Flossy. This is ridiculous. I know, Sills, I can't believe, especially Blake Tanner, gone for months, not a word, not a call, not a text, not anything. He comes back in here, and he tries to take something from somebody who's been here for months, working his ass off. 
That is right, but ooh, look at that leveling. Rat Boy Connor with that massive clothesline before backing up. And ooh, the blank out straight to the skull of the Rat Boy, but... Wait, wait, wait a minute, what, what the hell is Blake Tanner doing? He is not done, he is not done, he has got him locked in! The LaBelle lock, that vicious hold, just wrenching back on the neck of Rat Boy Connor and Tims, he is forced to tap! My god, Sills, I know it's Rat Boy, but that was... Blake Tanner didn't even break a sweat, taking out Funky Flossy, Rat Boy Connor just like that! And it looks like he's not breaking the hold either. He is absolutely wrenching back on that neck of the Rat Boy. And now, oh, Tibbs, look at this, going out and grabbing that bloodied steel chair that Funky Flossy was just sent skull first into. And now, wait, what the hell? Blake Tanner bringing that chair into the ring, and he's sitting down on it, and he's asking for a damn microphone. What the hell's this kid thinking? The audacity, Sills. The damn audacity sitting in Funky Fossey's blood and getting a microphone. These entitled millennials coming back, doing what they can, but it looks like Blake Tanner has come back. He wants to speak, so why don't we hear what the man known as the Bee has to say? Hello, hello, hello. Damn, it's good to be back. After months away, on a much-needed sabbatical from the JWF, the last real captain's champion has returned. And mark my words, he has returned with a grand purpose. What, what purpose is that, you might ask? What wonderful, magnificent machinations have led me back here on this fateful day? Why, it's to become your king of the Steel City and put right what once went wrong on the ship that is Blake Tanner's career. That's right, that's right. I am willing to acknowledge the slanderous writing on the wall that was my life over the last year. I have been mocked, ridiculed, called a has-been, and spent valuable months of my life trying to prove to you miserable whelps just how wrong you are. Do you remember? When I climbed inside hell itself and claimed my rightful JWF Captain's Championship and stood over the Dylan's broken body? That's right, I said it. I defeated the undefeatable Dylan. And who cares if it was a triple threat match? That doesn't matter. All that matters is that I beat the Dylan. But did that Herculean feet stem the tide of the miserable masses? Did it earn me any respect? Any accolades? No. All it did was put more eyes on me. Eyes that said, well, he's still not the world heavyweight champ. He's just hanging on by a thread. His best days are behind him. He can't keep up with the new JWF. And through all that ridicule, I kept trying to make you see the truth that I've always known. I am now and will always be the apex of excellence in the JWF. That fact was always staring you in the face, but you chose to ignore it. So I left. I took my ball and went home. You know what? 
it felt so good to get away from you vile people. You have no idea what it feels like to hear thousands of people chanting, you suck, every day and night, reading nonsensical diatribes on Twitter and Reddit, how I got what I deserved when Brian Danielson beat me. But, in the midst of that cacophony of booze, I realized something. Not much else had changed. I still woke up, ate breakfast, went out to the gym, lived my life free and clear, just like before I left the JWF. That's when I finally figured it out. All the idiotic jabs, the low IQ tweets, all of it means nothing to my life. You're not my damn alarm clock, JWF universe. You're not the eggs and avocado toast I eat for breakfast. You're not my brand new Aston Martin. You're not part of my life. You mean nothing to me. And with that realization, I felt free. I don't work for you. I don't work for that asshole in the stupid hat over there. I work for me. I do exactly what I want, precisely when I want, no sooner or later. And that is the exact same feeling I had when I first held the JWF World Heavyweight Championship those too many years ago. So here's the deal. I don't give a shit. Blake Tanner is headed to Summerfest. Blake Tanner is going to become the king of the Steel City. And when I stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champion, you will all witness the return of the king. Well, Tibbs, uh, Blake Tanner has returned, and let me tell you something, this seems like a focused Blake Tanner. I mean, over the past year, like he said, it almost seemed like Blake Tanner had snapped, like his psyche had shattered, but right now, what we see in this ring, it's almost that same intensity, that same concentration we saw for Blake Tanner when he held the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, and in my opinion, that means not good things for the rest of the men in the King of the Steel City tournament that is a good point Silves. this kind of blake tanner he, he might spell trouble for the rest of the bracket uh, although i will say he is that may be the same fire the same passion but there is something a little strange about it a lot darker i would say but even then sometimes through darkness people find their true strength but right now, Tibbs, why don't we talk about a man who, in my opinion, was unfairly cheated out of the JWF World Heavyweight Championship, and that is the man known as the Dillon, a man who was face-to-face -face with Robert Hill, a dream match, undefeated versus undefeated, never been pinned, never been submitted. They went toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and, and instead of letting the match play out as it was supposed to, Robert Hill decided to hit a low blow, get that DQ, and run high tail home. 
it completely, completely horrid into the match sills. It, it took everything that the Dylan had worked for and, and just shoved it all out the window. This should have been a real ending to a real match. Not, not that kind of shit. That is right, Dibs. But for right now, we actually have a message from the Dylan from his training camp earlier today. Because let me tell you something. We may seem upset about it, but there is no one more upset about the actions of Robert Hill at Cash in the Bag than the Dylan. So why don't we hear what the technical spectacle has to say? Really, Robert? Really? This is how we're doing this, huh? This is how, this is how you decide to live up to a challenge, huh? You talk that good shit for weeks about how your reign is forever and you've got nothing to fear from me. And then you go and intentionally get yourself disqualified. Now, don't get me wrong. Really like the bit with the low blow. Very cute. But this, this isn't over. Because as far as I'm concerned, both streaks are still alive. You may have lost, but we've not been pinned, and neither one of us has been submitted. I will see this through. Maybe not now, but soon. Soon enough, you will find out that I am at the top of this mountain, even if I have to push you all the way off of it. Well, Tibbs, I mean, there you go. Like I said, the Dylan aiming for a rematch, and I think it's rightfully earned. In that kind of match, two men going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, unpinned, unsubmitted. I mean, you can't have that end in a DQ. And I think that Dylan is definitely petitioning himself to getting that rematch in the future. Oh, don't worry, Sills. I've already got it on a sticky note. It's going to probably happen as long as I don't lose this. All right, Tibbs. Well, why don't we now move on to the main event of the evening and the woman making her return to this company. We know leading up to cash in the bag, we didn't see much of the women's champion herself, Val Curry. We were focusing on the other competitors in the women's division. Val Curry, of course, taking a well-earned bit of time off, but now she is back. And, you know, usually this is a, you'd get a return promo, a return segment. Val Curry said, no, I've been off for six months. Months. I'm back and I want a fight and Lucretia Pendragon easily answered that request absolutely so you know Lu Lucretia Pendragon of all people has really been itching to get her hands on Val Curry and to settle some old disputes from pre-Wrestlepalooza that's right, and that bell goes ding, and oh, look at this, Val Curry just circling around her opponent. We, of course, know Val definitely having the speed advantage over the slower Lucretia Pendragon, but Lucretia certainly having the power advantage, but oh, look at that, Val Curry with some small kicks to the legs. That, that That's doing nothing but making her angry. Tibbs, do you think Val may just start getting a little bit cocky this late into her run as champion? I don't know, Sills. I don't know if it's cockiness. I don't know if she's really testing the waters. If it works, she may get Lucretia Pendragon off kilter enough. Use that uh, that anger, that annoyance, her thousand bug bites against her. 
That's right, but who? unfortunately, looks like those bug bites aren't going to do much as Lucretia just clocks her with a massive lariat before, oh, just grabbing onto her arm and wrenching it back. Tibbs, you can tell Lucretia has been waiting for her moment, studying Valkyrie, seeing what can take her down, and that arm bar is definitely weakening, weakening her right now. Absolutely, Sills. I, I mean, she, Lucretia has had months to plan this. She has been able to, uh, to go over her strategy time and time again for the moment she finally got to face Valkyrie, and you gotta think that that is gonna have a huge effect on this match. That's right, but ooh, look at this. Valkyrie finally managing to get her feet on the ropes. Our referee forcing Lucretia to release that arm bar, but ooh, a quick rake to the eyes with that distracted referee keeping Valkyrie on her back, grabbing at those eyes, and that just shows that type of viciousness Lucretia Pendragon can get up to, but ooh, Valkyrie was playing possum, just dropping Lucretia down. Beautiful drop toe hold, sending her onto that middle rope. Valkyrie now building up ahead of steam, bouncing off the ropes, and oh, a beautiful slide out suplex, dropping Pendragon straight down onto her spine before backing up and a beautiful drive by drop kick straight to the skull. Valkyrie celebrating with the fans on the outside of the ring. Tim, you can tell how much the champ has missed this. Absolutely, Sills, and you can see just how quickly our women's champion has regained control of this match. Uh, Lucretia Pendragon, she wanted to come out and make a statement, but she forgot that she is facing Valkyrie. That's right, you see Val getting back into the ring, but ooh, look at that, Lucretia immediately catching her by the neck, might be looking for that big choke slam, but oh, look at that, Valkyrie stomping those boots down onto the toes of the pin dragon. Looks like Lucretia not the only one playing with the dirty tactics tonight, and oh, following it up with a Momoan punch and a second, but Tim's, look at this, Lucretia Pendragon not going down. No, Sills, it looks like Lucretia has learned a little bit from their previous encounters. She knows how to take that Momoan punch a little bit better now. That's right, but now Valkyrie building up ahead of steam, and then the third Momoan punch levels her. And Tibbs, now look at this. She has got her in position, in position for that vicious fisherman spear that we have seen too many times. But no, Lucretia, Lucretia dodging out of the way, sending Valkyrie shoulder first into the ring post. And Tibbs, that's the bad arm Lucretia's already been working on. That is going to become a target in this match for the Crusader of the JWF. Yep, and that's exactly what you would do in this situation. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a good thing for Lucretia that she was already working on that arm, but sending somebody straight into the turnbuckle, that shows you exactly where you need to focus if you're trying to take them out piece by piece. That's right, straight into the ring post. That is hardened metal. There's no fabric or anything around that, and it looks like Lucretia working over that arm again, grabbing her in that short arm clothesline, then a second clothesline. Lucretia refusing to let go of that arm as she just, oh, drops the leg on it before, oh, transitioning into that vicious arm bar once again. And Tim's the champ is in trouble. They are in the center of the ring, and Valkyrie has nowhere to go as those ligaments in that arm is just being ripped to shreds. Of course, Sills. I mean, just uh, those last few seconds uh, of Lucretia working over the arm, putting this arm bar on. It doesn't matter how fresh you are in a match. If the, yeah, there's a danger of your arm snapping like that, then you might consider tapping out. 
Oh, but wait a minute, Tibbs. Look at this strength of Valkyrie. Valkyrie trying to power a way out, out of it. Might be looking for a power bomb, but oh no, unfortunately, her legs giving way the weight of Lucretia Pendragon just too much as she locks on it tighter and tighter. But wait a minute. Wait a minute, Valkyrie! Valkyrie, while Lucretia was readjusting her grip, manages to roll closer to the ropes, and she's got it! Those foots on the ropes! But unfortunately, Tibbs, I think the damage may be done from that armbar. Oh, I don't think so, Sills. I know she's going to be able to be able to put the full force behind her punches anymore, and I don't even know she's going to be able to hit an effective spear off of that. Oh, that's right. Now look at this. Look at this. Lucretia wasting no time grabbing her by that bad arm. And unfortunately, Doom seems to be in the air for the champion. And she gets lifted up for the Knight's Cross Power Bomb. But no! Valkyrie! Valkyrie reverses it into a roll-up! Last second roll-up! Goes for the pinfall! One! Two, three, and Val Curry at the very last minute, the stroke of midnight, manages to get that victory, besting a very game, Lucretia Pendragon, and Tibbs, she certainly does not seem happy with this result. No, Sills, not at all. Val Curry was able to pull that out by the skin of her teeth. Last minute roll up for, from what could have very well been the finishing move for Val Curry tonight, but... She was able to outwit her opponent and snag the victory from the jaws of defeat. So it was, it was amazing to see, honestly. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. Look at the ring, though. Lucretia Pendragon not happy with that result, grabbing our champion by the throat once again, looking for that choke slam. But oh my God, Tibbs, what the hell? That's. Oh, no, Tibbs, that's Karen Bush. That's Karen Bush. Mrs. Cash in the bag is here, and she just took out Lucretia Pendragon before, oh, my God, clocking the champion with the briefcase before... Oh, no, Tim, she's got her. She's oh. got her locked up. Mini Driver in the center of the ring. She just sent the champ skull directly down onto that briefcase. And Oh, my God, oh, Sills, no. she's doing it. She is doing it. She is holding that briefcase high, looking for a referee. Tibbs, I think Karen Bush is trying to cash in tonight and become the brand new JWF Women's Champion, but... Oh, Tibbs. She might have been calling for a referee, but it looks like she has got someone else coming to the ring. That's the music of none other than Phoenix Driver, one of the best our developmental territory has to offer, and she is rushing that ring like a house of fire. Yes, Sills, this is what I wanted. Phoenix fucking Driver, baby! That's right, beautiful series of suplexes to Karen Bush, just absolutely dropping her in the center of the ring before. Oh, Tim, she's got her locked up, could be looking for the rain. Oh, no, unfortunately, was going for that rainmaker she likes to employ, but unfortunately, Karen escaping at the last minute. And Tim's, look at that, Mrs. Cash in the back is running scared at this newest arrival to the JWF women's division in the form of none other than Phoenix Driver. Well, Sills, I think we're going to have a very interesting summer right now. With the debut of Phoenix Driver, honestly, everybody's going to have to watch out.
That's right, Tibbs, and everybody's going to be wanting to watch out next week here on JWF Monday Night Ignition because we have got some bangers of a match. We have got the Hard Americans taking on a team we saw earlier tonight, Legion, in their first match since becoming Code Cash in the bag holders, and you know Legion's wanting to keep that momentum going. You better believe it. That is right, and in addition, we are going to see Croc versus David Jenkins in another quarterfinal match of the King of the Steel City Tournament. Uh, Legion versus Hard Americans, Croc versus David Jenkins. They could sweep the whole show next week if they play their cards right. That's right, Sills. We could be in for a Legion-dominated JWF next week. That is right, and in addition, we are going to see the return of Scotty Moore, our JWF Captain's Champion, to respond to the heinous actions of Lawrence Whitney at Cash in the Bag, because Tibbs, we were all here, we were excited, CM Punk, CM Punk, the crowd was going crazy, and instead, damn, Lawrence Whitney comes out, uh, makes a mockery of the whole damned thing, and then gets in the ring with her. It was ridiculous. Horrible, Sills. Just utterly terrible. Such a waste of money. That is right. W wait, did you pay CM Punk and he didn't show up? I don't want to talk about it. I heard he was in talks with a company, Tims, but I thought it was the other... Okay, n never mind. The Captain's Champion is going to be back next week. That's all that matters, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say. But until then, remember to support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS and pick up merchandise for your favorite superstars at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Love them or leave them. Pick them up now. That is... I, you're in a mood tonight. That's right, Tibbs. But until next time, he's been Captain Tibbs. I've been Silver Spoon, and this has been JWF Monday Night Ignition. And we will see you next time.